Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Lyme, Mold, and Chronic Illness Recovery. You're not crazy, and there is hope, because how many of us have been told, right, when we're looking for answers all these years that it's, you know, your labs look normal, it's, you know, all in your head, or you're just crazy. That was, that was my story. That was what I cried after finally getting diagnosed with Lyme after 27 years of having it, was that I'm not crazy. I always said that was going to be the, the title of my book if I wrote one. I told you I'm not crazy. The realities of Lyme disease, but anywho, I don't like to write. So my special guest today though is Dr. Joshua Hellman. Hellman? Hellman, you got it. Because that's the other name where he works at that's a little bit of a tongue-tie twister, Spinoggle Wellness, and he's located in Florida. And um, right now he's in the middle of a of a Florida of a of a hurricane coming in and causing a little havoc. So hopefully his internet and power and everything stays on. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So you've been in practice since like 93 and you've been in the Lyme area for the past six years. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, like why you got into the Lyme mold world, some of the favorite things you like to do in your practice now. Like I know um, my 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 listeners are going to be very interested to hear this topic because I mean, just reading your biography, like it sounds like you're doing amazing work in this space. So I'd love to learn more. Yeah, thanks, Heather, and it's great. I, I just got back from the iLabs meeting in Orlando, so oh, so, so it was also, it was it was great. It was my first one, but it was great seeing what everyone else is doing too. So, so yeah. So my background basically two degrees from Harvard, two degrees in biochemistry. I literally I started studying biochemistry when I was a teenager. So to me, it's like a language, nice. and it's exciting to me that I can actually use this language thirty years on. And most of it hasn't changed, which is actually reassuring. But uh, so how did I get into this? So basically about a dozen years ago, I realized working in emergency rooms, I'm, I'm licensed in 14 states around the country. I've worked in lots of different emergency rooms. And what I noticed in emergency rooms, yes, sure, we saw acute things like heart attacks, car crashes, things like that. But what we also saw a lot of are chronic conditions that, you know, patients would come to me for a second, third or fourth opinion. And sure, some people are making stuff up, they're, they're under police custody, but most of the people I can tell now were not making things up, they had chronic conditions. And even if they were on 10 different medications, it wasn't like I was gonna study really hard and find that one extra magic medication that is gonna make the 10 other medications work. So I realized both, both for them and then for me personally, I was having my own health issues with, I was, I was overweight and had high blood pressure and I was having trouble figuring out how to, how to treat those things. So I basically took a step back and said, look, you know, I'm well-trained, uh, you know, I've, I've got all this training. If I can't figure out how to help myself, I have to start looking at some new things. And, and I did. I, I was the medical director at a raw vegan retreat in South Florida for a year. I worked at a fasting center for a couple of years, but it turns out six years ago, I, I happened through a friend of a friend in Tampa. Um, I was introduced to Dr. Rick Spinagle and he showed me his patients and they were the sickest of the sick Lyme and mold patients. Literally, it was like an ICU. I mean, you got patient, patient seizing, patients in wheelchairs, um, and they were the patients who had already been to 10, 20, 30 other Lyme experts and weren't getting better. And the typical story is 
you know what, you, you know, if, if you can't, you have to help me because if you don't help me, I'm going to, I'm going to give up. And, and frankly, I was skeptical the first time I met Dr. Spinago six years ago, but cause he was, he was, you know, I just hadn't seen as sick a patient except working in ICUs. But the exciting thing to me is he showed me the, the, all the different labs that he was ordering from like a dozen different companies. And because I had this biochemistry background, I said, no, this makes perfect sense. It fits. The key is the biofilm. These Lyme spirochetes and other infections are hiding behind the biofilm and they're trapping mold and other toxins. So the model fit. And then the treatment of the model also fit, which was specifically to, to number one, first detoxify. And we do that using colonics and IV glutathione and IV phosphatidylcholine, IV alpha lipoic acid, things like that. And the exciting thing is our patients got better. Now, uh, let me just be honest with you. Six years ago, it often took a full year of intensive IV treatment every single day wow. to get them better. That was six years ago. In the last two, three years, we've introduced, or Dr. Spinagla has introduced new technologies, specifically exosomes intravenously, that after a few months, we, we can see it. We can see it on the patient's brain PET scans. We can see function, function improve in the areas where it's, it's knocked out, whether it's the frontal lobe or the temporal lobe, or the uh, ninth cranial nerve, we can see function being restored and we can also see it in our patient. So yeah, exactly. So, well, so, so I know, is, I know, this, I know this, this, this sounds like science fiction. What, what were you saying? What, so what is an exosome? Yeah, so an exosome, it's funny you should ask. So go, I learned, actually learned about exosomes like 35 years ago in basic biochemistry. At the time we saw within cells, there were these little, um, outpouching from the cell. And at the time we thought this is just the cell getting rid of waste material. Mm. Now we know better is actually cells communicating with other cells. Mm. It's a mixture of like 500 different um, neurotransmitter polypeptides in addition to RNA. So it's, it's a communication method that one cell will use with another and the way I like to think about it, it's like stem cells without the cells. Are you familiar with stem cells? Vaguely, yes. Yeah, I mean, so stem cells are cells that can grow on to become any other type of cell. Right. And we're all born with some, and hopefully we hold on to it. And it's basically how our cells regenerate as we get older. Hmm. Because, you know, if every cell regenerates every seven years, you're not the same person you were born with, but hopefully, on the same scaffolding, these cells can, can renew. So the, the problem potentially with stem cells is in, in our patients, they have high levels of toxins and infections. Sure, you can install stem cells, but if they get killed by those infections and toxins, they really haven't helped you. Oh, Whereas because these exosomes are, how should I put it? It's just a collection of proteins and RNA but the cool thing is the effects can, can, can take, uh, you know, can last for a few months. And, and let me just be clear, this is experimental. It's not FDA approved, but the, but, but again, with any treatment, you have to weigh the risks and the benefits. 
And the risks are we're, we're giving patients their lives back. I mean, absolutely. Do you know how many things I've done to myself <laughs> that wasn't legal, wasn't FDA approved? Like, I think that's pretty common for most Limeys and mold people because we have searched for so long. We've been sick for so long that we're just like, I don't care what it does to me, you know, just, you know, let, let's try it. Like, and I, I love that you brought up the detox part too, you know, with the IV stuff. Cause that's, you know, as a functional coach, like I love partnering up with a Lyme literate doctor because most doctors don't have the time to teach their patients about lifestyle, right? Mindset, all those things. And it's sad because most Lyme clients that I talk to, they're only looking for the treatment, the treatment, the treatment, the treatment, but the treatment is only going to get them so far if they go back to their old way of lifestyle. I mean, would you agree? I would agree. And I would add a little subtlety here. What we find is the biofilm has different layers, almost like rings of a tree. So when you bust the biofilm, you're going back in time. So, and it's, and it's normally the case or often the case that historically you were exposed to different infections and different toxins historically different times. So what we find is as we're busting these different rings or layers of the biofilm, uh, that patients will have different symptoms. You know, we may run tests when they initially present and their toxin or infection levels will be basically not detectable in the blood or urine. And, but then as we're busting the biofilm, we will pick it up. And similarly, their, their symptoms might correlate with it. So they might, if we're busting out Bartonella uh, at a certain time from the biofilm, they may start noticing a Bartonella rash or notice Bartonella in, in other parts of their body. That's just fascinating. So I uh, was reading on your bio, what is one of your you know, favorite holistic approaches to dealing with? Because you, you know, touched just a little bit on online, but kind of how are you working with folks with mold? Yeah, so, and it's interesting, many, I would say many of our patients have exposure to mold and mold, you know, it, it's complicated. It took me a while to figure this out. It turns out when you're trying to treat for mold, you have to treat two different animals that are two different treatments. You have to treat the mold toxin, it's the toxins that are produced, like the black mold produces a trichothecine toxin, but you also have to treat the living mold or the mold spore, and those treatments are different. And what we normally do is we start with the detoxification because we know as soon as you start killing the mold or the spore, it's going to release all that. So you have to do it carefully controlled um, one step at a time, because it's interesting. Once you turn back on your immune system, see a lot of these toxins will turn off your immune system, mm -hmm. but once you turn back on your immune system, you can't turn it off. And, and, I, and I've heard other doctors talk about some of these treatments and they've had patients end up in the intensive care unit of a hospital because of these toxins will attack the liver and the pancreas. And so again, it's, you have to be careful and do it in a controlled fashion. Right. Absolutely. That's part of the reason why I don't, <laughs> I don't like to play in that realm. I like to, like I said, I, I, I stay in my lane when it comes to diet and lifestyle mindset, you know, all that fun stuff that, you know, the foundations of health, and then they have a partner up with an amazing, you know, Lyme literate doctor. And it's sad because like you said, a lot of people have, you know, not only seen, you know, 10 to 20 Lyme literate doctors, but sometimes they'll even see 10 to 20, you know, regular MDs before they get to that point. And it's just, 
it's just maddening to me how 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 sick people have been for so long and and why they're not able to get help. And so that's you know part of the reason, like I said, why I have this podcast to kind of spread the word that there are some amazing people all across the United States doing some incredible work around lime and mold. So kudos to you and the ah pronounce it for me again. Dr. Spinagle. Spinagle, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and basically he got into this originally trying to treat himself and his family. It, it turned out that he actually had hidden mold and he, he's an anesthesiologist. So in his office at the hospital, there was actually mold hiding behind the wall. And whenever he was in the office, he didn't feel well. Mm. So, you know, sick building syndrome, basically trust how you're feeling. But to, to, go back, to go back to your other question, whether holistic type things, I'm a big fan and we're, we're a big fan of essential oils. And then also we use herbals against uh, Babesia and some of these other parasites. So, and that's the whole point. You need, in order to, to treat something that's very difficult, like whether it's chronic Lyme or some of these other infections or toxins, you really have to use all the different you know, weapons or, or treatments intelligently together. Absolutely. I've been recently getting into uh, digging deeper into DNA and um, I'm taking a course through the DNA company right now. And I'm learning about how like my epithelial cells, I am at a, at a suboptimal, you know, um, DNA for thinning and I'm more prone to inflammation and toxicity. And so I'm like rattling all this stuff off, you know, and I already know my detox pathways don't work properly. And I already know that I don't convert vitamin D and vitamin C and zinc properly. And my husband's like, man, he's like, the, the cards were really, you know, the deck was really stacked against you, isn't it? I'm like, it typically is, I found, right? And most folks with these chronic illnesses, because that's part of the reason why we're sick is because our bodies, you know, can't detox it properly. You know, we don't handle it like the next person. That's why you can have a whole family living in a house, right? And only have one person get really, really sick. It's true, and but it's also it, it's not a death sentence. It's also absolutely so that that's genetics. Right. There, there are two other thoughts. There's there's a whole other field of epigenetics, yep. which you can control with, and that's how genes are expressed. And you can tr- control that with exercise, with the food you're eating, and a lot of the IV treatments that we use. That's number one. Number two, in terms of DNA technology, we're now in our clinic using SOT therapy, which is basically taking whatever, let's say you had a specific infection, whether it's from the Lyme disease or Bartonella or whatever infection it is, taking specimens of, of your blood, sending them to the lab where they'll, they'll take, they'll isolate that organism, the Lyme spirochete, for example, isolate DNA from them and then make antisense RNA to, and which will give back to you, which will stick around for six months and prevent that infection from making copies of itself. Because once that antisense binds onto the DNA, it can't make copies um, to, to grow. So that sounds vaguely similar, familiar of like a, a vaccine, no? A, a vaccine, well, I guess it would be a personalized vaccine. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh wait, you're gonna culture something and then give it back to you. I'm like, that sounds like a vaccine, but it's personalized and it probably doesn't have all the crap in it that makes people so sick so it probably actually works right how long have you been using that i literally just heard about sot therapy about three months ago and i kind of i didn't quite understand it at the time so my mind is like this is incredible 
Yeah, we, we've we've been using it at our clinic just for a few months, but oh, okay. it, it's, it's the company we're working with has been doing this for like 10 years. Okay. So it's, is it, it's becoming more common. Is it, is it in-house? Because I heard that a lot of times this stuff has to get sent overseas. It's, it's sent overseas. And okay. I think there are also other companies in this country too that are, are developing it too. So it's, but it, it, again, it's a new technology that's worth looking at when everything else, you know, has, has stuttered. What side effects, if any, from that therapy? Yeah, I've seen, so we've, we've uh, given it in um, about 50 patients. We've had one or two that have had just a mild uh, allergic reaction in their face. Uh, but um, overall, we, we haven't seen any serious effects. So with it being so new that you guys have used it, what kind of benefits have you seen from it? What kind of, um, you know, do you have any great success stories yet or is it still too soon to tell or? I, I think it's still a little bit too soon. And here's the other thing, we're, we're doing a dozen other treatments. So it's hard to know. Yeah, absolutely. To, to me, what, what counts is we get patients better, you know, absolutely. their memory comes back, their chronic pain goes away you know, they can swallow again, things like, you know, they were autistic kids, they can now talk. I, I mean, so, so that, that's the thing. I think SOT therapy is being touted at some places like, just do this and everything will be okay. And I want to caution, I mean, I, I mean, hey, if, if one thing works for you, if you just right. have one thing, you know, that, that might work for you. I, in our experience, this, the sickest patients we're getting, they've got a dozen different things going yeah. on. Just one different thing isn't going to help. Absolutely. Amen. Like I said, that's why I get so frustrated when people are just so focused on, oh, what treatment did you do? What treatment did you do? What treatment did you do? It's like, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. Guys, I was bummed. I didn't get to go to ILADS this year. I wanted to. Um, instead, I went to Lyme Bites, which was a conference in Connecticut earlier okay. this year. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was, it made my heart happy to hear all these other doctors and practitioners kind of talking about the same thing, how they're looking at things more holistically. And that's why their people are getting better, right? Because the person who treated me seven years ago, nine years ago, it was just focused on, you know, gave me anti-malarial drugs, antibiotics and something else. And, you know, sent me home to die is what it felt like, right? Right. Nobody asked me what my stress level was like. Nobody asked me what my diet was like. Nobody asked me, you know, if I was pooping on a daily basis, like, come on folks. So that's, like you said, the minute you said detox and then you used the word holistic in, in the bio that came back from you, right. email, I was like, Ooh, I want to have fun with Dr. Hellman. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks my language, but then you're, you're also a part of Mindshare. Yeah. About part of. Are, aren't you a part of Mindshare? Is that how I got your information? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I recently, and I guess I'll see you at the conference in a week. Oh, you're going to be there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yay. Yeah. I'm just loving, 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 loving all the practitioners that I'm meeting from from that because they very much are very similar with the same mission in this in this world. So I just, it's just, it makes my heart just, it gives me a lot of hope because, you know, even nine years ago when I got diagnosed and was finally going through treatment, like, it's incredible what's happened in the last nine years. Like I stepped out of this world for about seven years and then just stepped back in about a year and a half. And man, the catch up, I was like ahead of my time back, back then. And then now I feel like I'm, I'm behind the eight ball. So like I said, I'm just learning about this SOT therapy, which is just fascinating. Can that help out with, so what all things can that help out with? Anything that's probably pathogen 
Yes. So how does it help autistic folks? Well, so if you have a kid whose autism is being caused by an underlying, say, Lyme infection or other chronic or, or, or toxins, um, but specifically as with SOT therapy, if you have a specific infection, whether it's a virus like CMV mm. or it's the Lyme spirochete or EBV, um, yeah, you can get the SOT specifically get against that. I'll tell you one thing I have not yet seen SOT directed against, and that's specifically, sorry about that. Yeah, that's specifically the, how do I put this? Um, fungus or mold. I, I was not, just going to ask yeah. that. I'm like, how could that, how could that be used for mold? But I really don't feel like that it could, can it? Um, I don't, I don't see why it could not, right? Because what we're, we're talking about here is using, isolating the DNA or RNA from that organism, right? So then, and then, and then in reintroducing it, it's, it's just, you know, guess what? Yeast candida right. is, is a, an example of, I mean, it's not the same thing as mold, but it's in the same class. Right. And a lot of the genetic manipulation experiments were actually done starting on candida. So mm -hmm. I, I, th I think, I bet you will see it within the next couple of years. It's just, I haven't seen it yet. Fascinating. So do you have to know what you're looking for first, or do you just culture the blood, see what comes up, and then you can kind of make a, a magic cocktail that way? Or do you kind of have to have an idea of what you're looking for? I think either way, right? Because, okay. you know, if you're a new patient coming to me and we have no idea what infections, we can test test and find out. And then if it, you come back positive for three different organisms, we can say, okay, take those three different organisms, isolate the DNA or RNA and make antisense copies of it. Fascinating. What is your, um, what is your, your stance on, uh, getting out of the moldy area. Can people get better? I mean, because that's the problem that I've, I've hate telling people that, you know, I'll do a mycotoxin test and, you know, an oat test and something will pop back and, and then they're not getting better. And it can be devastating to tell somebody that they have to pick up everything, you know, and leave. And a lot of times leave everything behind, right? Like what are, what is your thoughts on that? Have you seen people get better still in the situation? Do you feel like it needs to be that you know, leave everything behind and start over type of thing. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you. I think you have to leave everything behind and remediate because I'll give you specific examples. Like a patient who will be with us for five months, we get them all, you know, they come in with brain fog, chronic pain, light sensitivity, you know, the typical things. We, we fix them with intensive therapy for five months. And then they go back to that moldy house that they haven't remediated. And within a week, they're back to where they started. So it's, it's not worth it. You've you got to, and, and, and right, it's not just remediating the, the place you're living. It's if all your possessions are coated in a layer of these mold spores. I mean, let, let's be clear. This mold is a, it's a potent, certain types of molds, like the black mold is a potent uh, neurotoxin is used as biological warfare in the military, which is why we know so much about these is because it's been researched from that side. I mean, it's used against soldiers from the other side because mm. it will go after the trichothecium will go after rapidly uh, multiplying cells, for example, in the gut. And that's what typically 
patients we see with trichothecene poisoning will have will be unable to absorb uh, amino acids and other nutrients. So they may be eating the right things, but if it's not getting absorbed, and we'll pick that up on amino acid testing, among other tests. Unbelievable. Yeah, I had another doctor explain it, and I love her analogy. She's like, it's like eating Oreos and brushing your teeth at the same time. You know, so I, I completely agree. It makes sense to me, but it, like I said, it's just heartbreaking sometimes to tell people, you know, if you want to get better, you've got to leave everything behind and move. And a lot of times, like myself, you know, when we've gotten to this point, we've seen so many doctors, we spent tens and thousands of hundreds of dollars, right? To, to then tell somebody, okay, well, now you got to move, you know, when there's nothing left, like it gets rough. I mean, how do you kind of uh, protect yourself from some of that? that practitioner burnout when you're dealing with such a difficult subset of, of the culture, right? Like I, it was funny when I stepped back into business a year ago, I didn't touch lime and mold the first year. I was like, there is no way it is too complex. I'm not even sure I want to deal with it. And then it was just six months ago that I kind of had like a, a God smack and I woke up and I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> it's, it's time, you know, I can't, you know, I I'm on the other side. How can I not be a beacon, right. Of hope for others and help them on their path. But how, so how do you kind of, how do you protect yourself or how do you keep yourself going every day when sometimes it can be so heavy? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll tell you what I do personally as a, as a physician, I, I take time off. I, I take time off to go to conferences, take time off to go to vacation. I exercise. Uh, I, hopefully on a daily basis to reduce my stress level. And, and then I also take a step back. And I mean, one of the challenges working with patients who have no four second memory and, and no four day memory that, you know, I'll look at their PET scan and see those areas aren't functioning because of the infections and, and toxins. And so, you know, I will, I understand that I, I may have to give the same explanation every day and or say, please record our meeting and, and listen to it. But but it's, it's, it's just called humility. And, and, you know, you just, you're right. It is challenging. And, uh, and uh, yeah, you just, you, you have to manage and, and sometimes put a wall up, which I don't want to, but you, you do have to protect yourself uh, too. Yeah. Me being so new to the game, that is the, the, I'm having to learn that one the hard way. Cause I've had a, a couple clients that were just really beyond what I could do for them, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's heartbreaking because you, a lot of times you get into this and you don't usually get into the lime and mold world unless you have a personal, you know, some skin in the game, right? So you, you know what these people are experiencing and you know what they're going through. And then, and sometimes you just, you, I mean, I, I, I can't make them do the diet. I can't make them, you know, take their supplements or, 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 or move every day like they're supposed to, right? And if they're not going to, a lot of times they're not going to get better. And it's just, it's, it's, it can be sad sometimes. Right. right. But what, what trick, and I'm sure you've learned this already is hopefully they have a caregiver or a family or right. a friend you can have in the room too. Absolutely. Who, who will be, you know, their coach uh, when, when you're not there to help them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are you working on anything right now? Do you have like a book out or what? This is the shameless plug time of, of the episode. So I would love for you to give us a shameless plug. What do you, what do you got working on? Yeah, so let, let me plug three different things. Absolutely. Um, I've got a website, which is simple, just six letters, Dr. Josh, drjosh.com. Um, and then we have Spinaga Wellness, where I'm working here in Tampa, Florida, S-P-O-N-A-U-G-L-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S.com. 
And then the other thing I'm plugging, I'm working on right now, and, and we could literally do a whole other interview just on that is the whole concept of forever chemicals, which from Teflon, oh. uh, it's in all of us, it's in the rainwater, it's in polar bears, it's everywhere, it's toxic. The exciting thing is I think there are things that you can do not only to prevent you from adding new stuff to your body of these forever chemicals, but once it's in you to try to detoxify it. But again, that's that's a whole other- I'm gonna have to have you back on because actually on my website, I have a free video about toxins. Um, Did you ever watch uh, The Devil That We Know? Um, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. Oh my gosh. It's an incredible documentary on DuPont and Teflon. And I have never been so pissed off and then crying and then pissed off and then crying. Like it really worked me up. And and so here's my shameless plug. Actually, if you go to my website, uh, discoveringhealthfdn.com, I have a new cooking series that I put out, uh, Real Cooking for Real Life. And there's a little mini series that you can sign up for. But throughout it, I'm constantly talking about how to switch out, right, different cookware for other cookware, why you want to eat grass-fed, pasture-raised animals, wild-caught fish as as opposed to farm-raised, right? So that's a a huge piece. I mean, especially those of us with the chronic illness and, like I said, the detox pathways that are um, not up to par like mine are, I have to walk those lines for the rest of my life, the minute I even just step out of line a little bit, my body's like, eh. I, and so I, I love, love, love talking about toxins and teaching that. So we, we should, if you're up for it, I'd love to have you on. Sure. So awesome. we'll talk about toxins. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm a geek, <laughs> but it was so great to have you on and God bless you and the work that you guys are doing there in Florida. Like, man, that's amazing. And I can't wait to meet you next week. You too, Heather. I can't wait. Yay. All right. All right. Till next time. Thanks for joining us. Sounds good. Thanks.